Hey, man, you guys already know how we got to start this episode off, man. Even if you're a Chargers fan, you got no choice but to say it with us. Your team just blew a 27-0 lead. You have no choice but to say it with us. Three, two, one. Duval! What I told y'all, man, I was telling y'all all week long, that the Jaguars were going to beat the Chargers. I really didn't understand why people continue to sleep on the Jaguars going into this game. The Chargers, first of all, were too one-dimensional to win this matchup. And I said it in my preview and prediction for this game. The Chargers have to be able to play complimentary football to win this game. In the postseason, you can advance to the Super Bowl if you're a team that only relies on winning games based off the performance of your quarterback. Yes, Justin Herbert played a fantastic game tonight, and he is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but you have to be able to run the football. The reason why is because when you can run the football, it gives you an easier time closing out games. When the Chargers were up 27-0, if they had a legitimate rushing attack, even with the Jacksonville Jaguars coming back in the second half, they would have ran out of time because the Chargers would have took so much time off the clock if they would have had a legitimate run game and they would have left Jacksonville with so less time on the clock that they would have had to score even faster and really have no room for mistakes. So if the Chargers could have ran the football way better in this matchup, they would have been able to hold on to this lead. But since they were unable to, they had to rely on Justin Herbert to win this game, and he played well. But the thing is, late in games, in the postseason, the teams that advance are the teams that are able to run the football when they want to. The Los Angeles Rams, they didn't have one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL when they won the Super Bowl in 2021 statistically. However, they were able to run the football when they needed to. They averaged over four yards per carry. The Chargers all this season have been unable to get the run game going. Not to mention, I told you about Brandon Staley. In this spot, I liked it the matchup of Doug Peterson versus Brandon Staley. One thing that people overlook in the playoffs is the impact of coaching. The teams that advance the furthest in the playoffs are the teams that are the most well-coached. A team like the Chargers, even if they would have won this game, they would have been easily bounced in the divisional round because Brandon Staley is not a great coach. I told you, the dude is one of the worst decision makers out of all of the NFL head coaches coaching right now. And he probably was the worst decision maker out of all of the active NFL head coaches currently in the postseason or that made the playoffs. And that showed in this game. When the Chargers were up 27-0, I wasn't really worried all that much. I was a little concerned, but I wasn't worried 
because I knew that Doug Peterson and the Jaguars, they were going to make the necessary adjustments. The Chargers are a team that's been inconsistent all throughout Brandon Staley's tenure since he became the head coach of this franchise. They've been unable to hold on to leads. They lost the teams that they had no business losing to. They lost to the Broncos in the final game of the regular season. They had a really bad loss to the Houston Texans late in the season last year. I mean, this team is really inconsistent. They underplay two teams that they're better than, and they don't really rise to the occasion in big games all that often. This is a team that is Justin Herbert dependent. Brandon Staley was supposed to be the next innovative defensive mind. You remember what he did with the Rams defense when he was their defensive coordinator? Well, what has the Chargers defense done that has been impressive under Brandon Staley? Because I haven't seen anything that's been cutting edge defensively outside of a good performance when you shut down the Miami Dolphins offense on Sunday night football a couple of weeks ago. Outside of that, I haven't seen anything innovative or cutting, cutting edge from Brandon Staley. When you're a defensive-minded coach or an offensive-minded coach, if you're somebody who specializes in the special side of the ball, that area should be the strength of your football team, not your weakness. The Chargers defense should have not allowed the Jaguars to come back in the fashion that they did with Brandon Staley being a defensive-minded head coach. Unacceptable. You have to give a lot of credit to Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson, and this whole entire Jacksonville Jaguars team for not getting rattled. For a moment, it looked like the moment was too big for the Jaguars. And be honest, even if you were a Jaguars fan, most of you guys probably were a little bit worried that this game was going to get out of hand and the Jaguars were going to end up being a disappointment and I saw you fans on Twitter sounding off I saw your frustration man we came all the way out in this cold ass weather just to watch this team get blown out embarrassing and now look you stayed in that cold weather and the Jaguars came back and run and won the game I've been telling people all season long that this Jaguars team with the ascension of Trevor Lawrence Reminds me a lot of the Indianapolis Colts when they had a young Andrew Luck early into his playing career. And they had a really similar game that went really similarly just like this one. You remember when the Indianapolis Colts were down 38-10 in the wall card round against the Kansas City Chiefs? And yet Andrew Luck led them all the way back. And he had a good amount of turnovers in that game as well. And yet, he still was able to lead the Colts to the win, despite having a couple of turnovers, having a couple of mistakes. Because one thing about Andrew Luck is that this guy, when he threw an interception, it did nothing but get him more in tune into the game. Or when he took a big sack, it, that's what got him going. That's what got his juices flowing. When you look at Trevor Lawrence, after every interception he threw, it kind of looked like the guy got a little bit more motivated and motivated. And after the fourth one, you know, I was expecting to see him pout on the sidelines, look distraught. And 
he did for a few seconds, but right after that, he was right back up, warming up, throwing the football, encouraging his teammates, saying, hey, we're still in this thing. Let's make a stop. And the Jaguars' defense, although it may not be reflected in the box score, you know, this defense, I think, played a pretty good game. Not just in the second half, but in the first half as well, because that defense... You know, if they weren't able to get a, the couple of stops that they did in the second half, in the first half, this game could have been even more one-sided going into halftime. So, I mean, this defense, although in the first half statistically, it didn't look like they played all that great, the first half could have been way worse for the Jaguars if this defense didn't have the performance that they had in this game. Now, the Jaguars' offense... You know, prior to this game, for the last three weeks, it kind of has struggled a little bit. The defense kind of has built this team out. They built this team out a good amount in this game, even though the offense eventually got things going in the second half. Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, you got your best playmakers in the passing game going. You got Travis Etienne going big in this game. It was a fourth and one conversion, which was a fantastic play called by Doug Peterson because initially they were going to what looked like go for a quarterback sneak and just try to push Trevor Lawrence for the first down. But Doug Peterson didn't like how the Chargers were lined up. He calls a timeout. He ends up coming out with a fantastic play call, giving it the Travis Etienne. He's able to bounce it outside, and that pretty much sealed the win for the Jaguars. Now, my biggest worry wasn't if the Jaguars could come back or not, because I always knew they were going to come back and win this game. My concern was, was it going to come down to the kicker? And although their kicker is pretty reliable, he got it done, you know, in these late-game situations, it always makes me hell of nervous when you got to rely on the kicker to get the job done. But he was able to come through for Jacksonville in this game. Once again, people, you can learn a lot of life lessons from football. And another life lesson that we learned tonight was that it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. You can start the race in last place and still finish in first place in the end. The Jaguars showed once again why they are the AFC South champions. They're the AFC South champions not because of just Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson, although they are a very big part and why the Jacksonville Jaguars are advancing to the divisional round. But at the same time, they have a really good supporting cast. They did a fantastic job building around Trevor Lawrence. And this is a team that knows how to win. This is a team that knows how to win close games. This is a team that knows how to overcome adversity. They know how to overcome being down multiple possessions. And this was another instance, once again, like the Ravens game and the Cowboys game when the Jazz got down and they were able to battle through and find a way to win. And I'll be, you know, a little bit naive if I didn't talk about how big the home field was for Jacksonville in this game. The Jacksonville Jaguars fans showed up for this game. And although they were probably hella frustrated with how this game started, I'm pretty sure Jaguars fans are thrilled to be walking out of TIAA Bank Stadium or field 
with their team getting the victory and their last home season game of the season since the Jacksonville Jaguars from this point forward are going to be having to go on the road for the remainder of the playoffs unless you know, the Dolphins or somebody else who's a lower seed is able to pull off an upset or something like that. But the Jaguars beat the Chargers 31-30, coming back down from 27-0. The home crowd of the Jaguars was big in this game. They were loud. They showed up. And once again, the city of Jacksonville shows everybody That this community supports this team when you give the community something to support. The Jaguars haven't been good for pretty much the majority of time that I've been alive. I've lived in Jacksonville for pretty much my whole entire lifetime. I'm 20, about to be 21 years old in March. And the Jacksonville Jaguars have only had, what, two or three good seasons You know, you had one in 2000 that I don't really remember all that well because I was too young. You had the year when you went to the AFC Championship game and this one. So the Jacksonville Jaguars haven't really been all that successful throughout my time being alive on this earth. But I'm happy to see this team finally having success. I'm not a Jags fan, but I'm just a fan of Jacksonville because I grew up in the city, so I just support the team and this is a big win not just for this franchise but for the city of Jacksonville you know I said the same thing about the Tennessee Titans win but this win is even bigger than that one because you did it in the playoffs everybody was wondering you know is this moment going to be too big for the Jacksonville Jaguars is it going to be too big for Trevor Lawrence are the lights going to shine too bright it looked like it for the first half But the Jags were able to lock in in the second half and they showed us tonight why they are advancing to the divisional round. Jaguars get the win. The next thing I want to talk about is Brandon Staley's future as the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, many Chargers fans for pretty much the majority of the regular season up until the Chargers started getting hot late and they were able to rally into the playoffs wanted Brandon Staley to get fired so they could have the opportunity of trying to get Sean Payton now the Chargers made it to the playoffs so those hopes and aspirations kind of died down but now I think that if you are a Chargers fan you can get your hopes back up high for potentially landing Sean Payton and it's been rumored out there and it's also been reported by multiple sources that Sean Payton has a lot of interest in staying in the city of Los Angeles he loves it out there the Rams job didn't come open because Sean McVay opted to return instead of retiring and the two jobs that Sean Payton has been linked to the most has been the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, the Los Angeles Chargers organization, I think they would be down for Sean Payton. The problem is, will they be willing to pay the money to get Sean Payton? Because the thing about the Chargers organization that we all know is that these owners or whoever they have running this organization, this team, they have a hard time wanting to empty out that checkbook. When it comes to getting... Big name head coaches, 
The LA Chargers, the majority of the times, they just say, eh, we're good. We don't want to spend the money. If Sean Payton is down to be the head coach of this team, you give this man whatever he wants to get paid and then some. Because with this roster, with Justin Herbert at the helm at quarterback, Sean Payton as your head coach, you win a Super Bowl with Sean Payton as your head coach. It may not be next year or the year before that, but as long as Sean Payton remains the head coach of the LA Chargers, if he ends up being their head coach, I believe he will be good enough to get them a Super Bowl. This team is way too talented to allow Brandon Staley to constantly underachieve year after year. Last year, we heard all the excuses. It was, oh, JT, Brandon Staley didn't have his guys. He needs more talent to run the style of defense that he wants to run. Well, he had the talent, and they gave up a 27-0 lead to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, I mean, I think for the Chargers, with Sean Payton being out there, you know, I kind of think... You should look into Sean Payton, see what the Saints want in return for him, and then fire Brandon Staley and hire Sean Payton. Just go ahead and upgrade. Listen, Brandon Staley isn't a great coach. And I'm even amazed that the Chargers were able to get into the playoffs the way they did. Now, of course, injuries play the factor, but let's be honest, this team made the playoffs more because of the performance of Justin Herbert carrying this team for the majority of the season with the injuries that they had on the offensive line, at receiver, on defense. Now, the defense did have a couple of good performances, but the Chargers mostly made the playoffs behind the arm of Justin Herbert. And their loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars showed you everything you need to know about who was most responsible for this team's success this season. You know, I heard Sean Payton go on Colin Coward's show on FS1 and say that when you are a team that is quarterback dependent, it's nothing wrong with that. Just know that when you're a quarterback dependent team, you get quarterback dependent results, which means that you get quarterback dependent mistakes. Therefore, when your quarterback struggles, your team is going to struggle. But when your team plays well, most of the times it's going to be because of the performance of your quarterback. But at the same time, you have to be able to be balanced. You can't overly rely on your quarterback to win games because no championship team wins a championship solely based off who they have at quarterback. Championships win game. Championship teams win championship games because they have more than one championship caliber player on their roster. They don't just have a franchise quarterback. They have, you know, a couple of high-level players at multiple positions. No team wins the playoffs just solely based on the performance of their quarterbacks. The teams that win in the playoffs and the teams that win Super Bowls are the teams that get great team performances, not great individual performances from their QBs, great team performances. The Chargers in this game, you know, they had a great team performance in the first half, but they had an awful team performance in the second half. The defense fell apart, didn't get too many stops. Brandon Staley wasn't able to make the adjustments needed 
to hold on to this lead. The Chargers' inability to run the football cost them. You know, Brandon Staley, once again, wasn't able to get it done. The Chargers drop a game where many people expected them to win this one. You got to remember, the Chargers were what? A two-point favorite going into this matchup? And even without Mike Williams, you were up 27-0. So you can't use that excuse for Brandon Staley neither. It's time for the Chargers to get a true head coach, get a proven head coach, and pay the money to get one. Okay? Go ahead, get Sean Payton. Sean Payton has been linked to the Chargers for pretty much the whole entire year. I'm pretty sure the interest is going to be there. If you reach out to him, go ahead, stop being cheap. Go ahead, pay the money to get a top-level head coach. This isn't just one of your average run-of-the-mill, highly-taught candidates that is unproven as a head coach. This is somebody who has a Super Bowl win. This is somebody who is one of the greatest head coaches that ever coached this game. The resume is there. The championship pedigree is there. Look what Doug Peterson has done with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Look what he's done with the culture in that locker room. The Jacksonville Jaguars have pretty much been irrelevant for the two decades I've been alive. I've lived in Jacksonville for pretty much my whole entire life, and I've only seen this team have three good seasons, and that includes this one right now. So if you're the Chargers, you get Sean Payton in the building to replace Brandon Staley, there's no reason why this team couldn't win a Super Bowl with Sean Payton as the head coach. Make it happen, Chargers organization. Make it happen. You got the money to do it. Go ahead and get Sean Payton. Give the Saints what they want for him and improve your offensive line. Continue to improve this defense. This defense doesn't need a tremendous overhaul. I just think you just need a better D coordinator calling the plays. And this offense, you know, you need maybe a few offensive linemen. I think the offensive line is pretty straight. You do have some injuries that you are dealing with. So when you come back healthy, I think one or two more pieces there will solidify your offensive line, add some more depth at receiver, and you'll be good. Sean Payton, he comes in this thing. If he ends up getting his job, I think right off the bat, the Chargers immediately end up being a legitimate threat to win the Super Bowl. It's time for the Chargers front office and these owners to start emptying out their wallets and getting better head coaches. You know, Sean Payton's out there. This is the chance for the Chargers to get a proven winner. This isn't a highly talked about head coaching candidate who's never coached before. This is Sean motherfreaking Payton, a future Hall of Famer. Go get him. This is it for this episode of the JT Sports Podcast. Let me know how you guys feel about the Jacksonville Jaguars win over the Los Angeles Chargers. If you enjoyed this episode of the pod, leave us with a five-star review. We'll greatly appreciate it. Share the podcast with your friends, family members, and acquaintances. And I will see you guys shortly with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast.